What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. The touching of the ice is a Norwegian symbol of respect. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends. I didn't know where I was oh, going there. Wow, that was welcome enough. to the Definitive Mighty Ducks. Welcome to the podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. You're welcome. struggling today, dude. This is bad. Welcome to the Quack Attack, the Definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. I was trying to rush through it because I'm excited. We have on the line right now the star of D3, the man who played excited fan. Ryan Weatherspoon. Ryan, thanks for being on with us here. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on. In fact, I think it's excited fan number eight. Oh, Ooh, I don't know if they, if nice. <laughs> wow. I don't, I, I, it, it probably in actuality was 10, but I, I, no one knows. I'm going to say eight these days. I'm say <laughs> okay. Fan number eight. S- slowly creeping up there <laughs> over the years. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. It's like, it's, uh, you know, when you go on a fishing trip, you, the fish always gets bigger as you get home, <laughs> you know? And you retell it, so my number's getting smaller. Yeah, one. <clears throat> one day you'll you'll talk about how you were uh, like number like player number twenty two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll just be on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. So how do yeah. you become excited fan number eight or number ten or even number one? Well, just the fact that I was able to sit in the stands for. I think it was Mighty Ducks 2 and 3. I mean, they shot all of them in Minnesota, and I grew up in Minneapolis. And there was a a good stretch of years, like 95 or 94 through like 98 or 9 until Minnesota, you know, took back all their tax incentives and stuff like that. And Hollywood, I think, kind of made a mess when they were there. I don't think they had a a great relationship, (laughs) you know, the commerce and – Hollywood, so they packed up their bags and left. But we had a lot of big movies filmed in the Twin Cities, like Jingle All the Way and One of my Grumpy favorites. Old Man. And, oh, so I was in that. I, what? I was actually on. <laughs> I was, uh, let's see, I did stand. I mean, this is a long time ago. I was, I'm a musician and an actor, but that was like after high school and college. And I was more interested in music, but I was like, hey, movies are filming here. Yeah, I'll go hang out and whatever and uh so i was on set of let's see mighty ducks for at least a month and then jingle all the way for another month and then um grumpy old man and then one with reese witherspoon and paul rudd called overnight delivery you may have never heard of it but it's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) is it is so So, just is is this like lucrative work like does it pay the bills not to, I mean, I'm a, I, I'm an actor now. I mean, back then I was just like, you know, something fun to do. And, you know, I, I don't do stand in work or extra work anymore. But, you know, like I said, when I was uh, 98, I moved to Nashville where I live now, um, the first time because <clears throat> I was, music was my thing. But now it's like, you know, an actor and, um, working actor. I really wish I could go back to, being on those sets and meeting all those people and cultivating relationships. But I was just like, Hey, you guys 
play guitar or <laughs> hey you guys ever been in nashville it's where i'm going yeah you, yeah these movie things are cool and it's like neat i'm i'm doing stand-in for phil hartman stand-in for paul rudd i you know talking to schwarzenegger and you know emilio estevez and martin sheen was on set really funny story about emilio estevez and martin sheen uh they were pranksters huge pranksters you may even know the story that one day they were off doing their own thing i think they were doing beach roll or whatever and they duct taped the the director's car the entire car (laughs) like i think it was a porsche and like wow it's like oh hey yeah you you guys just huh you ducked you duct taped my horse? <laughs> like, it just escalated as of, like, <laughs> kind of, this is amazing. Emilio Estevez and Martin Sheen just duct taped my horse. But then again, I just bought a brand new horse. And now I've got duct tape all over it. Wow. That's so, pretty amazing. Yeah. Some good father-son bonding for I them. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is the process for, do you like audition to be a stand-in or what is the process to even make it into the crowd in D3 or Mighty Ducks or whichever one? Dude, you just got to be willing to sit around and kind of keep your mouth shut. Like, it's been so long since I've done stand-in stuff, but I know, or extra work, um, but I know if you're on set, there's always, always the case when I was in, you know, when I was on those movies and I was just being extras and stuff like that, there's always some guy who's yippy yapping the whole time and he's not paying attention. And it's coming like from your area. And I'm trying to just listen and whatever. And the one time that I say, oh, yeah, like that's when the, <laughs> that's when the first AD or the second AD looks at me and thinks I've been the yapper the whole time. So really, like that's the criteria, just like, be relaxed, bring a good book, you know, fake clap when they want you to. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing. Like they just add all that sound effects for Foley afterwards. So we have to sit there and just like, oh, oh no, my hands touch too much. I think I made a noise in that clap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, it was really fun. But like I said, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really care about being on movies, but I was, working on pretty cool stuff but how old were you during this the this renaissance of movies in minnesota that you were part of let's see would have been 19 to 21 Mm. do you look younger like did that help out like could you pull off like a high school freshman or something yeah um you know in fact a lot of those guys in d1 i think a lot of some of them were like 31 playing high schoolers jesus you know <laughs> i know i figured it was like kind of maybe the chubbier uh blonde lead he probably would have been cool uh, he was yeah yeah he's an older guy like he was well out of college when he was <laughs> doing that role <laughs> but yeah man but you, you say like how do you get roles like there was one role like sometimes it's just a slate like I was on set for this movie Overnight Delivery mm-hmm. and they needed to have two actors just kiss on screen and this montage starts the film. So a group of us, maybe six, seven guys, six, seven girls, all just stood in, the, in a room. <clears throat> Casting director brought the director in. 
the director was just like, all right, let's play. And I went to the line and we got to me. I'm like, hi, I'm Ryan Robertson. And I, I just nailed it. But he's like, uh, that guy and, and her. And like, he, <laughs> like, he was visibly upset that he had to come bother, be bothered with this. And we all just stood there and just said our name. And, and that's it. But really, to go back to your, your question, how do you get, you know, <clears throat> on set and sitting in, you know, freezing cold ice rinks and watching the V take, take shape. Um, my dad, he met some casting director. And I think more, more than anything, he just drug me along. And I ended up just like by default being just there all the time. I don't even know if they hired me. I just was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. So like you're in yeah. the crowd, like, do they tell you anything? Do they tell you what's happening on the ice or anything like that? Or are you just sort of just sitting there watching what's going on? Well, and I don't mean to diss on Emilio, but what you're watching is Emilio take literally a paragraph line by line. He, he's not a very good memorizer. So it takes forever to be like, go, go, go. Wait, wait. I, I think I went up on that. Was that, was that my line? Can I, can I see that? Is that go, go, go. Oh, sure, go. Got it. Okay. Let's do it again. <laughs> but it was just constantly, it's like, oh, good Lord, get a cue card or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so, so you guys are fans. Like, are are you, any of y'all from Minnesota? No, I'm the closest or one. I'm from hockey? Michigan. Uh, okay, Upper P or Lower Peninsula, Where? suburbs of Detroit. Lower P. Nice. Yeah, nice southeast Michigan there. Um, Tommy uh-huh. lived in Connecticut for a while. Yeah, that's also a cold state. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm is. from I'm from New Mexico, so I have no connection to hockey at all. Kevin, you're in New Mex- from New Mexico? Yeah, originally, yeah. Is that okay, originally New Mexico? Wow, well, that's you're the not odd man out because we all love ducks, but yeah, for the cold, you you haven't really been inundated in the freezing cold snows, have you? Yeah, and I was southern New Mexico, so I think it snowed like three times my entire childhood. <laughs> and every time it did, we just went outside and stared at the sky. That was basically standard operating procedure. <laughs> for snow day. Oh yeah! If anything Every- stuck, it immediately school was canceled. It was great. <laughs> oh, dude, we'd need like a foot and a half for our school to get canceled in Bloomington, Minnesota, or it'd have to be like negative sixty with a wind chill. But oh, that sounds yeah. miserable. I'd rather just go to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back to this crowd here. Like, do they dress you up in anything or you just come in with what you're wearing and then they just sleet you in a place? Yeah. They, um, you know, everybody's trying to, well, now I know as you know, growing up, uh, in art and all the stuff that I've been doing for the last 23 years, you know, people, when I, I lived in Los Angeles for three years and everybody's like, you got your SAG card, you got your SAG card. Be like, no, no. They're like, oh, I got, I, I was extra twice and I, and I got two comp cards or I got two vouchers. And if you get two, you get tapped heart rate. So everybody's MO on set, if you're an extra, is to get as much camera time with your face shown to try and get bumped up or, or you're so noticeable in a shot that they had no choice but to give you a voucher or tapped Hartley in you into the union. Well, you know, long story short, I live in Tennessee now. It's a right to work state. So it wouldn't be a benefit to be 
a SAG member at this point. Um, I can do both non-union union, but yeah, they, they'll sit you in the crowd and it's just like, I, I, I kind of just want to sit by the hot chicks probably, or the dude <laughs> who wasn't chit-chatting the whole time, <laughs> you know, um, or somebody else, like another musician. Mm-hmm. That was me. But yeah, they just sit in a section and then, um, some crowd shots, they, I believe they had us moving around and then they have dummies in the stands too. So they got, you're like sitting next to this like dummy all around you, but you know, the camera go by, goes by so fast, nobody can tell, but you're sitting there and, you know, let me tell you, there's more magic to D1 than there was with D3 for me because I saw behind the curtain of how it came together. And that was like, that was such a disappointment. I was like, that line did not go smoothly for Emilio in that scene. <laughs> the way they, that editor is a genius. <laughs> you know? So. So did you actually make it in any of the Mighty Ducks films? Or are you just sort of in the background? Or? Mm, golly, it's been so long since I've scanned the crowd. I know <laughs> I'm in those. And my dad's definitely in them because he was bumped up my dad's such a ham he was bumped up to being um one of the lead ducks girlfriends who's a disney actress and she was she was the supporting her lead role in the film and he ended up just playing her dad so my dad's in it <laughs> but you know even as an actor when you get cast in a legit role you go and watch the movie or you watch a tv show and you're like what, what is this the right episode where am i like <laughs> you'll just get cut out <laughs> you know so the it's a high chance that a quote-unquote background actor is not gonna be in you know the ultimate sh- cut mm-hmm. as it would be yeah so what like what are the amenities like on when you're on set do you get like access to like the food cart or do you get to like grab a bottle of water just kind of walk around mm-hmm. and do what you want oh yeah yep i mean crew always eats first you gotta i mean you'll get shouted at or punched if you eat before crew um which is like hey man i'm sitting here freezing my butt off on this metal bench bleachers. <laughs> but yeah you can go up and you know eat craft services uh as much or as little as you want um <clears throat> they really kind of encourage you to just you know um relax so whatever makes people relaxed not too relaxed because I've tried a couple donuts. I'm going to be taking a nap, but, but yeah, to talk about, um, you know, craft services around that time and in those three, some years that I was working as extra, uh, Phil Hartman in Jingle All the Way. And I, some of you guys said you love that movie, right? Oh, yeah. RIP Phil Hartman. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. Out of my way box. It's my <laughs> deadline. Out of my way box. <laughs> or the best line is the is the throwaway line when when Phil Hartman comes and grabs his kid from the final parade. He's like, "Dad, you smell like butter." Do you have all that dried milk on him? Or eggnog? <laughs> um, but I was standing at the craft service table, and he overwalks Phil Hartman, and you just I said hello. I, you know, uh, I think at that point I it was maybe the first time I just saw him, and I'm like, "Hey, I I really love everything you do on." SNL and he launched into like 10 or 12 Im- impressions not impressions because he would be doing an impression of somebody else he was doing all of his characters from SNL just like there just entertaining wow. like 
That is amazing. Like at one point you'll be like, okay, Phil, I got to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm a very serious actor. Yeah. You're like, uh, he grabbed my orange to juggle them. Be like, hey, give me my orange back, dude. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I ain't really like you that much. I'm just being nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you get to meet Sinbad? Yeah, I didn't like that skit. <laughs> What'd you say? Did you get to meet Sinbad? We've talked about Sinbad for, for some reason more He's often than we should have. mentioned more often on this podcast, and he probably has been mentioned in general in the last 20 years. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were, you know, the scene when, uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger and him are fighting and they're chasing each other, um, that was all down in and around Minneapolis and Twin Cities. So I was on set all the time, like, you know, how they fudge things and where they say certain locations are, are like way across town, like in St. Paul when they're saying it's Minneapolis. So uh, I know many times, I mean, there was a day when they were fighting for the ball at the mall of America in the scene. And it goes down into like the kid's playground. And then the kid puts it in her mouth. <laughs> remember that one, like yeah. lotto ball. Do you remember that part yeah, of the film? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like, is he describing Jingle All the Way? What movie? This is already my favorite episode. Yeah, Um, yeah. Sinbad was on there that day. I didn't get as much time with him, but I made friends with. I guess it was Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, goddaughter, and she was like uh, first AD or second AD or something. And he thought I was like, this is where you you know you, you get in trouble on big film sets like this if you're just an extra, I guess. But he thought I was like schmoozing up to this girl to try and like, you know, get in with, you know, the crew or the producers or whatever. And I had could care less. She was just a cool girl. And I'm standing around and Schwarzenegger came up to me and the girl and he's like, uh, said something like, are you, you boyfriend, girlfriend, are you dating? And I, and I said, no, 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 we're just friends. And is this a clean show? Is this a, is this blue No, you can content? go for it. Yeah, we're TBMA all the okay, way. Okay, well. Nice. Well, I said, no, 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 we're just friends. He goes, bullshit. <laughs> I said, no, I'm, I'm for real. We're just, we just met a couple days ago. And he, he extends his hand, He, which meant hold this. And I'm holding his cigar at this point. And he goes and does another take. And he comes back and he goes, did you like it? I'm like, I don't smoke cigars. He's like, okay. And he takes it back and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Wow. that's incredible that's an incredible story yeah like i bet wow. you've gotten a lot of mileage out of that story oh of course <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah yeah so you mentioned that you're like on these sets along like literally how long are you there uh, when you're on a set to be an extra in like a crowd scene uh, a day and, and they want you know a day on on a union job is eight and a half hours and anything over that you're going to get time and a half not if you're a principal actor um but it, it's brutal sometimes because you are on set all day long and sometimes they have just a flat <clears throat> extra rate but if you have to go in overtime you're maybe looking at like what another another 40 bucks an hour or something but at that point it's so cold and you're so bored and you just don't care and you want to go home you know but yeah they can last a long time yeah so like how many how many takes are they doing when they're doing like the flying v or they're like trying to score a goal and you have to cheer when they score well 
on average, they'll cover each shot, which is probably, I mean, with a action, you know, sports like that, it, it felt like dozens. Because every shot you're going to want to get at least four to five for coverage. Then you got to do close-ups. Of, you go, you get close, medium, wide. Then you got to do specific expressions on people. I mean, you could be at the goal, scoring one goal for like an afternoon to an evening. Long, long time. Hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, when you're when you're on these in these scenes and you're excited fan or you're in Jingle all the way in like the background or you're making out with some girl at the beginning of uh, the other movie. Is do you think mm-hmm. like oh this is my big break like I'm gonna be famous in like the next year? No, well no, because you know I like I said music was more my thing then. Mm-hmm. For the kissing one, I just loved it because I I I got the tape and I put it. Yeah, we had VHS. I got to rent a VHS. I don't think they had DVD when these movies came. Maybe they <laughs> did. You know they. I think they did, but. I, I put it in the VCR and I played it and I just showed my buddies over and over. I, I have to show, show my one friend, Nick, like a dozen times. He's like, what am I looking at? Like, it's me. It's me. I'm kissing that girl. He's like, dude, you're in this movie. I'm like, thank you. That's what I've been trying to tell you for the last hour. How many times did you intentionally well, many, fuck up that scene so you could make out with a girl again? Well, I, I was really hoping we could get it in two takes because the first girl, she was, I was 18, but the first girl who was cast was 17. Um, and her mom had, uh, okayed it. And then her mom got a little too crazy with all the demands, blah, 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 for the director who was not even happy that he had to cast this in the, in the room when we played it. <laughs> they bumped her and gave it to this other girl. So I'm on set and I get there and I'm thinking, you know, the, the girl who I knew got cast and she's hot, right? Super hot. So I get there and this girl and the casting director says, Oh, here's your new scene partner. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like think, Ma- think Ali Sheedy and breakfast club. That was this girl. <laughs> All okay. right. Lots of dandruff. So, yeah, right. Okay. Fast forward to, to, to action. She like turns into a deja vu dancer. And it's like out of left field. I was going for more modest, just maybe kiss. I, I got all of every bit of her, the tongue that she could, you know, afford herself and me <laughs> and like was you can see it you can see it in the shot like she's she's i'm just standing there she's and we're wearing like thick winter clothing but you can still see her hips like grinding i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> so i was really like kind of hoping that wasn't gonna go as long as it did and i think we probably got it like in four or five takes and then afterwards i was like oh great job she's like see you <laughs> bye if if this story doesn't end with how long you guys have been married i'm gonna be very disappointed <laughs> that is hilarious I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny <laughs> no, so you guys didn't girl, stay in yeah, touch i'm guessing <laughs> what'd you say so you guys did not stay in touch we did not stay in touch. And no. 
I think he I, needs to track her I down and recreate this scene. Yeah. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a good little like docu series, like tracking down random like kissing extras and have them recreate the kiss. That uh, yeah, that's oh, actually my. a pretty good idea. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would be that expensive. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to pay for it. <laughs> well, okay. yeah. expensive, expensive for someone for else. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned you were into music and then you kind of went back into acting and whatnot, but uh, does being excited fan number eight, like help you get bigger roles? Well, it does. It doesn't because everybody, like I just put those on there because I really wanted more IMDb credit. That's the time I added them <laughs> that I, then I really did. So I put them on, like, I don't even think they allowed uh, overnight delivery. So, like, I had a straight-up uh, credit in that movie, and they they didn't authorize me putting it on uh, IMDb, but I got through uh, uh, for Mighty Ducks 3 and Grumpy Old Men, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, it looked, it looked good for casting directors. Be like, oh, this works on a large bunch of film, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, what did I really do? You know, I wasn't delivering any lines or anything, but uh, it's it's a good you know it's a good story, yeah. You know, especially when people who I work with like, hey, look you up on my, on uh, IMDb, like on a set, you know, uh, mm-hmm. these days, and they'll be like, you're ducks, I'm like yeah, and I just tell them every story I've told you. <laughs> so, and, what would you yeah. say? What would you say you you used more often to try to pick up chicks? Was it the fact that you've been in all these movies, or the fact that you're a musician? Hmm. Well, my uh, my wife, she she, she <laughs> won't listen. Gonna be no, mad. <laughs> no, she, she she would. She's a chatty Kathy. and uh, <laughs> when we. <laughs> first uh met you know we communicated a little bit and i asked her out and she's like well how do i know you're not uh, like a sociopath serial killer that's actively practicing cannibalism in your basement i'm like whoa 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 let let me here go to this website here's my epk i recently made an epk for my album so i'm like check it out you can see me talking blah 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 she's like what what serial killers don't have epks i'm like i don't know maybe they would but i don't and so, I mean, Charles Manson has a game. couple pretty big songs out <laughs> on the true. market. Yeah, I think it's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> no, Marilyn Charles Manson. Manson. Yeah. <laughs> so, I arrive at the date at the bar, and she's like, "So, what did you do today?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, most of the day I watched um, the last interview that Ted Bundy gave to <laughs> um, <laughs> to James, what uh, whatever his name is, of uh, Focus on the Family." She's like, "I." I asked you if you were a serial killer. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's for a role. I was a, you know, characterization. I'm doing research on a role. So, um, it was kind of both. Like, you know, I wanted to wow her, be like, Hey, I'm characters. I'm doing characterization on a lead role that I've got for feature <laughs> film. And also here's my EPK. So I, I think the music, uh, probably won her more from the, in the beginning. But now I have a radio jingle company and two, three days a month. Uh, it's just a lot of noise coming from my studio. And now music used to charm her and she used to love it. And now she's like, Ugh, you singing again? 
That's just marriage for you, though. I will say that, okay, that, that was a great answer to the question, but I also really love how you dodged the question um, and focused oh. on your wife the entire time. So that was, <laughs> that was an A-plus effort right there. <laughs> well, I, I probably um, <laughs> use music more because it's only been in the last like four or five years that I've had roles of substance that I could say anything about. So yeah, but That's yeah, fair. music. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, before we start to will wind this down here, uh, did you meet anybody else uh, on the set? Any of the ducks? Uh, did you actually talk to Emilio? Is there anybody else that you came in contact with that you either disliked or and were dick and they were dicks or that were really cool? Um, on the ducks, no. Everybody was cool. Uh, Emilio, the opposing coach, he was kind of a prima donna. I remember that. Hmm. I don't. I don't remember his name, but um. Uh, true to form, I told my wife tonight, 6 to 6.30 or so, I got this interview. And, well, yep, she's calling 6.37. She she assumes it's over. <laughs> so she wants to get the the wrap up. But she's just going to have to hang on. <laughs> you can edit all that out if, if you want. <laughs> no, we're keeping but, it. <clears throat> What's your wife's name? Do you want to okay. give her a shout out? Yeah. Kathy, right? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. I thought you said Kathy earlier. He Did said I that, that she was a chatty Kathy. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Hey, That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, duck call Jamie. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But um, what's his name? Josh Jackson. Uh, he, he was around a little bit. He was really cool. I mean, everybody's cool, you know. And I feel like even for those young kids, they kind of knew where they were and what they were doing. So, but the the weird thing on overnight delivery, Reese Witherspoon was in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My last name is Witherspoon. Her dad was my ENT for a couple of years in Nashville. So hmm. he and I started chatting. Um, this was after I met Reese. And uh, he says, uh, so Witherspoon, right? Uh, yeah, W-O, yeah, it used to be Witherspoon, but somewhere it got changed along the line. He's like, ah, oh, we're all from the same Scottish clan. You know, Witherspoon means wooden spear. I'm like, yeah, we're related to John Witherspoon who signed the Declaration of Independence. He says, yeah, so are we, pretty distantly, but we're related. So we're relatives, right? So I walk up to Reese Witherspoon on set of the Overnight Delivery, and I said, uh, hey, uh, my name's Ryan Witherspoon. Uh, wondered if, did your name ever used to be spelled with an O and you guys changed to I? She's like, no, leave me alone now. <laughs> like, just like, you're mean. <laughs> She's a little... <laughs> and I was like, you know, thought, thought okay, there's an in. Like, you go talk to her, be like, oh, that's so weird. We share the same name minus the vowel. Yeah. You know, but, but I will tell you, okay, really cool story. Okay. Paul Rudd, I was just stand in for like three weeks. So I was getting in the car with him. I was always with him, sharing crossword puzzles with him. This was like 1996. All right. So fast forward 2000. Six, it was. It was a good eight, seven, eight, nine years after that. And Atlas, my brother, we were at a bar, and there was a, there was a Vikings game on, and he comes over, my brother comes over, and he's like, hey, Paul Rudd's over there. And I look, I'm like, no way, Paul Rudd. So 
I'm, I'm, my, he, my brother's like, you should go say hi to him. I'm like, no, I'm not going to say hi to him. He's having fun with his friends. He looks like he's drunk. And <laughs> what am I going to like go on this laundry list of how, you know, I knew each other or met each other, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I get the courage. I walk up to him. I tap him on the shoulder. He turns around, kind of glazed eyes, drunk. And he looks at me and he goes, Ryan. <laughs> I go, yeah, Paul, I, hey. I'm like, why do you remember my name? <laughs> but that's super awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, that's super pretty nice great. guy. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Did you already him. know your wife at this time? Because this would have, should have been your opener. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, uh, I did not. We met uh, four years ago, I think. We've been married 660 days. I have an app on my phone that I was counting down to our wedding. And then the day after, uh, it said one. So I'm like, oh, we've been married one day. So I just kept <laughs> it on there. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to use that. Yeah, thanks. All right. So we, let's go to the quack question here. Basically, what we do is we ask people for questions uh ask the fans and we ask them specifically for you so kevin has the quack question for you take it away all right uh this week's quack question comes from uh somewhat of a regular uh brian on twitter who's at bberg19 uh his question is did you know the plot for d3 before signing on and were you excited were you as excited of a fan when you found out you'd be watching a JV Varsity showdown? Uh, and also, as, assuming you were a fan of the series, what would you have wanted D3 to be about? I knew nothing about the script. Excited fans, whether they're number one or number eight, <laughs> do not, are not privy to any info ahead of time or even on the day. Um... um <clears throat> What would I have wanted it to be about? I, I really like the JV, <laughs> JV portion of that question. Um, uh, man, I, I don't know what it. Maybe it was just more like D one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like them going back and beating in. the shit out of the Hawks again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be awesome. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I mean, totally. were you were you a fan of the Mighty Ducks? Did you watch the movie after you were like it came out and stuff? Yeah, and I remember, and I loved D one and D two, and then the thought of that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on D three, and then you get there, and that's the thing. Like, what I wish D three was more about to me was me knowing less about production, <laughs> so I could have actually enjoyed it like I did and had the magic of D one and two. Because I just figured Emilio Estevez was a pro (laughs) (laughs) and could memorize a line and do it flawlessly. But when she's just been beat to death with, you know, no, don't. (laughs) You know, the take for three hours just gets a little tiring. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Now, if if any of you all, if any of y'all have never been an extra in a film, uh, unless it's like, you don't know, something really rad and you just have to do it. If D4 happens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? And you could do that. That'd be awesome. But I would just advise against it only because it, it just kind of takes magic away from some. Interesting. Because like that was yeah. one of my goals to be like police officer number two in something. 
<laughs> when did that stop being a goal? Anything? It's. I guess it's still it's right now. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything, I think we have enough connections to make that happen. Anything with a number, really? I'm down. <laughs> oh, I guess I was down. Yeah. <laughs> the detective, uh, yeah, policeman, policeman number four in Sharknado Seven. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be awesome. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quick question before we wrap. Uh, so I lived in Nashville for a year before I moved to Dallas. Um, what is your favorite Nashville bar? Well, it's not there anymore, and it used to be called the Full Moon Saloon. Oh, and a think... bass player named Joe Fick was the talk of the town, and he is a show all to himself. He plays an upright bass, and he's just phenomenal. You can follow him and see him from time to time. He pops into bars, but... <laughs> Broadway in itself has really become very commercial. So all that old, cool, awesome honky tonk Americana rock is kind of gone. It's more just like Luke Bryan cover bands. Ugh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was there like a year yeah. and a half ago, and it was completely different than even when I was there like four years ago. Yeah, and it's different today than what it was when you were here. Unfortunately, I was just curious. I, I, I love that city. It's a great city. It is a great city. You're absolutely right. And it's a unique city. There's no other city like it. You can go into any of these bars for no cover, no drink minimum, and listen to the best musicians on the planet playing for tips. They have no union. They go down there every day, every night, and just kill themselves and just get tips. That's it. Yeah, it was so. my first night out in Nashville. Gary Allen just ha- happened to be hanging out in a corner and came up on stage and played a show. It was great. I fell in love with it the That's second awesome. that happened. It was yeah. Great. Wow. Well, I'm... I'm I'm sure you guys uh, like uh, Footloose, Danger Zone, all these Kenny Loggins tunes, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. So you like- <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I, uh, I know you got to wrap it up, but uh, it was uh, like 2001. My buddies and I, we were walking down by Vandy. We'd eaten at San Antonio Taco Company, and we hear music from afar. And it was like in this undeveloped part of where vandy is and it's all built up now but we followed the music and we get to this clearing and this is like a little concert and there's gordon kennedy wayne kirkpatrick and tommy sims who we all kind of knew because of songwriting <clears throat> and those guys wrote like change the world for eric clapton and a uh, bunch of big songs that these guys have written and then they call up their friend kenny <laughs> and Kenny Loggins did 10 songs and everybody was like, like he wanted to play Pooh Corner and we we're all just like, Danger Zone! <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't play it, dude. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. But that's Nashville for you. Oh, like, uh, yeah. That, that is exactly what Kenny Nashville Loggins. was. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you're in Nashville, say hi to Ryan. I'm sure you can find him. And uh, if you're not, go to uh, speedbumpintros.com Com, right, seventy to eighty jingles a month. That's pretty impressive, and the range Dude. is spectacular. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, thanks. You know, I I started with that. I'm a partner now, but I started just as their one of their singers. My wife found me that that job, and they had me do my first jingle in July 2014, and now I'm up to like I said, seventy eighty a month. I've done I think around thirty three hundred jingles since then and we do sound alike so uh, probably emulated i don't know 500 different voices wow jingle all the way indeed <laughs> oh wow <laughs> mic drop 
Nice well callback. <laughs> Fabulous callback. Well, well done. Well done. Or recently played was the lead actor and composed in sign design, sound designed Fog. Fogthemovie.com. Go there. Won three awards at film yeah. festivals. Very nice. So, very yeah. impressive. Yeah. How do you spell well, Fog? Thank you very, very much. F O G G. F O G G. It's, it's yeah. important to know. So, and he played a yeah. psychopath. And he studied psychopaths to play a psychopath. Wow. Who is the best psychopath yep. of all time? Ooh, my wife would say. I think you're just going to um, end with my wife. That would have been a really <laughs> bad call. Please cut me just saying my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kemper. My, my wife would say Kemper. Oh, yeah. And um, I would probably... Uh, I mean, I, I really have, I mean, once you like, I've studied a lot of them and like you get to a point, you can't have judgment as an actor. So, you know, I'm watching these videos and reading all these things and like Jeffrey Dahmer's story is very sad. I don't want to take anything away from the tragedies that he brought onto the world, but like he just wanted people to not leave him, you know? So I feel like that's a, there's a heart element to it in a sense, but if you're just looking at like notoriety, I would say probably Ted Bundy. Cause there's a video that I watched. It was the last of James Dobson. Like I said, if you put that dude on mute, which I did, you didn't, you didn't know who Ted Bundy was. You would think you're watching, I don't know, like a politician, you know, out talking to somebody because they're so charming. Sociopaths have that ability. And, uh, that's kind of creepy. Okay. That was, that was anyway. a nice little lesson we just got there. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So anyway, fog. Yeah. <laughs> again so, yeah. fogthemovie.com uh, for us thequacktech.com go there contact us at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod uh, go to itunes give us five stars tell us your favorite psychopath uh, go to the shop get some merchandise and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together quack 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 <laughs> <laughs>